Hey, what's up? It's Mariela Aquino, and you're listening to the Mankind Podcast. We're going to get to know Mariel. We're going to talk about the battles are open. Hashtag NKPod is going to bring presents. JB came from OKC to spread love, and it's going to get hot this winter. You're listening to the Mankind Podcast. Let's go. Hey, 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 happy holidays to everyone out there. Welcome back to the Mankind Podcast. My name is Mankind, and you're listening to the official podcast of Tucson Hip Hop. The Mankind Podcast is it. We cover the five elements of hip hop and so much more. Please like, follow, subscribe, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or comment on our socials. We'd also love to hear from you, so you can send us a voice message on the MK Hotline at 520-276-9121. The official dates for the Tucson Hip Hop Festival have been announced in 2020 of March. It will be the 27th through the 29th, and as a matter of fact, the dance battle applications are still open for 2v2 and the bonnie and clyde freestyle all you need to do to sign up is go to tucson hip hop festival.com backslash battle while you're there also vendor applications are are actually open on the main page so if you are a vendor or you know a vendor have them sign up on the tucson hip hop festival website and let's have a party in 2020. Hashtag MKPod for anything hip-hop related. And during the month of December, you can use it for presents. That's right. We're giving away all of our swag when you use the hashtag MKPod. That's hashtag MKPOD. All you have to do is use it <laughs> on any of your hip-hop related posts on any social during the month of December and we're giving away all kinds of fun stuff that will ramp up towards the end of the month. So don't forget to support your favorite hip-hop podcast in Arizona by using the hashtag MKPod. OKC legend JB came through the tuck. Actually came through Arizona on a nice little tour he was doing and did a stint at Thunder Canyon Brewery. Our favorite location in the Tuck. Uh, and he also did the podcast run, though. And he has interviews up right now with the science of things. Cholo Stereo, the Hood Diner. And I think he did a couple more in L.A. as he passed through the Southwest. So follow at my name is JB. He's just the king of OKC. And you'll be glad you did. December 20th at the Dive Bar. The Who's Hotta Open Mic competition is back again with the finest talent from the Tucson Underground brought to you by Arcana ENT. Sounds provided by Enzyme and in cooperation with the Tucson Hip Hop Festival. Last month was crazy. It was a movie. Shout out to all the acts 
that performed as well as all of the supporters that came out and definitely i want to give a big shout out to the winner so's um we're gonna have him on the show we're talking to him already and man they're killing it over there so uh extra special love to carlton hard-earned cash he's killing it december 20th the dive bar the who's how to open my competition is back don't forget you can win a chance to perform at the tucson hip-hop festival just by getting in the top three so i will see you there because i'm one of the judges <laughs> that's going to be there for every every competition along with my partner in crime and my fellow hip-hop festival ambassador mariel aquino who just happens to be my guest on the show today so uh she's absolutely incredible um she's the official thhf volunteer ambassador ambassador she's a freestyle dancer and a hip-hop super fan also she's one of the finest human beings i've ever had the chance to meet we recently sat down in my studio in north tucson I am a family support specialist. So basically what I do is in-home visits with families that are expecting a baby or just had a baby. Yeah. So I love working with kids and families. And so basically what I do is I support them with um, learning about child development and parenting skills. Yes. So the first time I ever heard about you dancing was with a group called Dia Clones. Could you tell us a little bit more about that group? Yeah, so Dia Clones, um, they're a local um, hip-hop crew out here. Mm-hmm. And they dance, um, so they they dance at U of A. And so it's funny because um, I joined it after I already graduated. So I still had friends that were in the crew. And, you know, it's, it's hard to do, like, extracurricular stuff when you're still in school. <laughs> and because when I was in school, I was – I focused mainly on that. Nice. Um, but, I yeah, I wanted some consistency. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it was just one of those things I had um, – it was, like, perfect timing. And I've been meaning to, like, join it. And then last year I finally had the – you know, the opportunity felt right. And yeah. so I went for it and I got in. Nice. I only did it for a season. Yeah, so, because it was hard because the practices were Friday evening Mm. and Saturday afternoon. And at the time, I was going out of town a lot on the weekends Mm. because my family doesn't live out here. My family lives in Santan Valley, and that's about an hour and a half away from Tucson. So I I would visit um, family a lot. And so it was kind of hard. Um, I I feel like when I was in the dance crew, I barely like visited, and yeah. that was like a good five six oh, months. Man. Wow! So how often do you dance now? Now, so I mean, I'm always dancing, <laughs> but in terms of, I'm not as consistent with the dance classes. Mm. So that that is one thing I want to get back into. How did you get started? I feel like. So the the funny thing about dance is I I actually got into it um, not on purpose. <laughs> so yeah, when I was in high school, it was considered as PE credit, and I believe it. Was, yeah, it was my freshman year. So you know how like you don't really get to choose your schedule, mm-hmm. and it's already like pre made, right. and so. 
I was it was on my schedule already and you know I'm like what I don't dance you know and um my mom used to dance back in the day so I guess it's kind of in our genes but (laughs) so I that's how I saw dancing growing up but you know I was kind of like oh this is kind of different let me give it a try and I ended up loving it and it was um I think the yeah the first class I was in it was a beginning dance class nice so how do you stay connected now? Oh, right now. So um, I a lot of my friends are still, like, in the dance community. And so I still go to, like, a lot of events, mm-hmm. even um, though I don't always, like, take classes now. Right. How does being persistent impact a dancer's regimen? So with dance, I feel like it goes um, hand in hand with – just your craft in general, mm-hmm. where you need inspiration right. when it comes to it. And it's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, um, you know, like practice and like reflection, yes. lots of that. And I feel like um, with dance, you do need um, consistency, Definitely. you know, like I feel like, especially for me, like lately, since I haven't been dancing as much, you know how you get the feeling that you're like, oh, I might be a little rough yeah. around the edges, but all you need is just like to get into a routine again yeah. and practice and you'll be good. So dancing is an ancient practice. How do you feel that something like technology has impacted that? Okay, so especially with technology, mm-hmm. I would say the biggest like controversial um, you know, like issue right now in the dance world would be um, filming mm. during dance classes. Really? Yeah. So the the context behind that is, um, so you know, back in the day when we didn't really have smartphones, you would really just take a class um, for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether it's to train or just because you want to take a class for fun. But nowadays, it's been it's become kind of like this like almost popularity like you know you do it for the likes and for views um and so it ends up becoming where like okay so you pay for a class but then you know the first like 30 minutes you're learning the routine and then the last half you know you're recording it right and so that's been i would say yeah a very controversial um topic lately because it kind of it takes away the purpose of a dan- the dance class um, to begin with to learn, yeah. right? Wow. And um, I feel like right now, um, yeah, that that's kind of like the spotlight. Yeah. So do you think technology is helping or hurting the dance world? I, I'm kind of in the middle about it. Okay. I feel like technology, um, I think the good thing about like if you use it in a good way mm-hmm. – um, Like, for example, I know, like, a lot of dancers, they'll record um, for, like, Mm self-improvement. You know, like, it's good to, it's good to record yourself to see, like, where you want to, like, what you want to work on. And, um, you know, and sometimes you want it for, like, your own, like, memories, you know, like, when you take class with, like, your favorite, um, your favorite people or, like, you know, a special guest. Um, But I think it it does, if, like, the intention is just for, like, popularity or views, Mm -hmm. I feel like it loses the value. Most definitely. So let's do a little bit of a turn here. And talk about the THHF and your involvement with them. How did you become the volunteer ambassador? 
What happened is Pike actually reached out to me personally, and him and Jocelyn, um, they were they were looking for you know like the right fit for that role, and um, it was really yeah, it was really awesome because they thought of me because I've I've been connected with the scene for a while now. I want to say since um, 2013. Wow. Yeah, and so. Um, the way I met them was I was always at local hip hop functions, and so of course when you um, when you go to them all the time, you tend to see like the people that are like really supportive and go often, and that's how I met them. Wow. And so when Pike offered the role to me, like hands down, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, I'm done. I'm doing it. Right. So do volunteers work beyond the festival? Typically they do. So like I would say they stop at main day, but sometimes if we need extra help, it'll be up until like the the end of the weekend. So let's give you some of your most commonly asked questions about the Tucson Hip Hop Festival. Let's start with this one. Is there an age limit to perform at the THHF? Honestly, there there's not really like a an age limit um as long as if they're um under 18 as long as there's like parental consent Mm -hmm. it's fine um but i guess like a good rule of thumb is kind of like what we have for the attendees the attendees is how um you know it's all ages but we recommend the 13 and up so i would say the same would apply with an artist but yeah as long as there's parental consent is there food provided for artists and volunteers at the festival um the last few years we do have um sandwiches for both the volunteers and artists um the only thing is usually we don't really know what time it'll get um delivered or picked up and typically it is i would say around the afternoon and um I always advise, um, obviously, to like eat beforehand. <laughs> since right, eat beforehand since the festival usually it starts around lunchtime, which is twelve. Um, or unless you want to visit the truck, right? Or I, I'm all about um, supporting the local like Definitely. food trunks that food trucks that we have. <laughs> and are there going to be any vegetarian or vegan options available? Yes. Yeah, so the the food trucks do have um, vegan options, but it's probably limited, like the whole menu. Right. The whole menu is not going to be vegan, but there will be vegan options available. Most importantly, though, will there be alcohol? <laughs> there is alcohol because um, there's a bar inside 191. Um, the only thing is you do need a separate wristband for the 21 and up. Oh, uh, you know, something I forgot to ask about the under 21ers is do kids get in free? They do. So um, we do have an age limit. So 12 and under are free. Okay, so then do ticket prices go up at the door? Yes, ticket prices do go up at the door. Normally, we do have the early bird specials. 
And we always promote that too, because of course, who doesn't love a discount, right? And、um, usually, we also have packages or bundles. So, like,、um, you know how this year we did the pre-events,、mm-hmm. and then main day,、mm-hmm. and then there's also the VIP、um, right. package also. But there, are, yeah, there's always、um, the early bird price、nice. too. So, since you are a super hip hop fan. I want to ask you this: What is your actual favorite element, and does that actually correlate to your favorite stage at the festival? Oh, for sure, hands down, the breaking.、Okay. So breaking, it does. I feel like that. So on main day, it's my favorite stage because even before、um, the festival starts, people are already warming up,、mm-hmm. and so it's just so cool to see. The artists and、um, dancers already interacting and like warming up, stretching, you know, getting. They're literally just be- freestyling, yeah, being themselves. I love seeing kids dance because it's just it's super like raw.、Right. It just you know there's there's no holding back. They go all in. I would say with the the breaking stage, like the crowd is also like super hype too,、yeah. and so you know me like. I I I'm definitely like I feed off of energy, and so when the crowd's hype, that gets me even more hype. I mean, right? I mean, absolutely. And that, and um, I would say, um, I guess I do have two two favorite stages. I would actually say the producer stage is my favorite. Um, just because a lot of my homies are producers, and I'm all about. Like I could listen to beats all day. So, who are some of your favorite local producers? Oh yeah, so、um, I definitely want to shout out the homies.、Um, round one,、oh, yeah. <laughs> Ben B,、oh, yeah. Devoid,、yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, those I would say like top three for、yeah. sure. And the producer stage at THHF was absolutely groundbreaking, like. Groundbreakingly phenomenal this past year. I was so impressed. So I, so that's the thing. Like, and I know you know that too. Like, with us running around all day, we don't really get. We miss out on a lot of the stuff that's happening. And、um, this year, right, most of it. And this year,、um, it's funny. So、um, Irving, aka Round One, he.、Um, I told him,、um, "Oh, let me know like when you go on." And so he like kept me in the loop. And luckily,、um, when he was on deck, I was、uh, able to like prepare and like、yeah. stop by really quick.、Um, so I was able to see like his set. But、yeah. the way, even just the vibe, like with the lights and the projector, the、yeah. visuals,、oh. super dope. And I think. Like I feel like that's what's so dope about like with the producers is okay like Tucson already has the pushing buttons monthly and then you know the roundtable also and so it's consistent throughout the year and so you know what I mean like at, like the day of when we do have um the producer stage it's it's all love like you know like the homies supporting the homies、right. and and we do have the community. Volunteering and supporting the festival. So, one of the biggest questions that you get is: Is the orientation absolutely mandatory, or is there a wiggle room? Yes.、Yeah, so, volunteer orientation it is mandatory. 
because it's super informal. Like, if you miss out on it, you're going to be lost. <laughs> Not just the day of, because we have volunteers for the pre-events also. Because um, typically, so with the orientation, um, we don't just talk about, like, the volunteer positions. You know, um, we talk about the guidelines and expectations. And it's also an opportunity for the volunteers to meet the team, yeah. you know, the directors, the ambassadors, um, you know, put a face to the name. Right. And then um, also that's also their opportunity to ask questions in person. Um, but I would say we do get certain cases where, you know, some volunteers, they really want to help out, but they already had like prior engagements or you know, um, I've had a couple that were actually out of town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's awesome that out of town folks want to volunteer with us. And so I would say we do make exceptions um, depending on what it is. Um, in the past, I've had volunteers, like if they had prior engagements, like let's say with, you know, like a work training or work event where they can't really like get out of it. So you do kind of a one-on-one orientation? So it's not impossible. Yeah, it's just not impossible. And honestly, every year, like, I wouldn't say it's not like we don't get, like, a crazy amount that are like, oh, I can't make it to orientation. Um, It's, yeah, it's it's a handful, but it's not too much. And usually you can gauge how interested a person is in volunteering with us. Right. So what's the best part of the festival for you? So... I started out as a volunteer, actually. So, you know, when um, so when the festival was still the summit, so like the very first year, um, I was a volunteer, like I worked check-in. And so, um, you know, I know it's like being on that end. Yeah. You still work check-in. Right. <laughs> and I, for me, I think it's seeing like that drive and people being interested in the local community, you know, and right. And wanting, just wanting to learn and be involved. Like for me, I feel like that, like seeing that is really awesome to me. Cause like I have so much love for like the local scene and to see people like super eager to be involved in that and, you know, show that love and learn. Like I love that. Well, we've definitely loved having you on the show. Thank you so much much for coming in is there anybody that you want to thank out there i just i just want to shout out of course the um artists on hip-hop festival team and big ups to pike and jocelyn you know they're awesome they are truly amazing i want to thank them for doing what they do i want to thank you for coming on the show and thank you tucson this is the mankind podcast we out of here